the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome. You are listening to Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston, New England's oldest African-American church. Hope and Faith Ministry features the inspirational sermons of my father, Dr. Wesley Roberts, Senior Pastor at People's Baptist Church. We're so glad you're here. Dr. Roberts has a powerful message of hope and love for your life and mine. Now enjoy this broadcast of Hope and Faith Ministry, brought to you from People's Baptist Church of Boston. The title of the message today is The Benefits of a Church Family. The Benefits of a Church Family. According to the internet, there are 147.3 million people in the United States who are members of churches, just under half of the population. Christianity is ranked as the largest religion in the world with approximately 2 billion adherents. Of this number, some 648 million are Bible-believing Christians. In spite of what skeptics are saying, the Church of Jesus Christ is marching on according to God's will. And it will continue, no matter what the society says or what we see uh, with our natural eyes. You see, the church is a human, divine institution designed by God to fulfill his redemptive purposes for humanity. The church is the means designed by God to provide us with what we need to fulfill his purposes for us. The writer to the Hebrews says in Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 21, And now... May the God of peace equip you with all you need for doing his will. You see, God has provided a structure to help us spiritually, and that structure is the church. Peter says in 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse, and verse 3, God has given us the privilege of being born again so that we are now members of his own family. You see, when you were born physically, you joined the human family, the human race. When you were born spiritually, you joined God's family. Now, what is God's family? Perhaps um, the best definition of it is found in 1 Timothy chapter 3, 14, and 15, um, Paul writing to Timothy, he says, I am writing you these instructions so that if I am delayed, you will know how people ought to conduct themselves in God's household, which is the church of the living God, 
the pillar and the foundation of the truth. Now here Paul is saying that the church is a family. The church is not an institution, not a religious club, not a society, not an organization, not a business. The church is a family, and that's how we relate uh, to one another. All who know the Lord Jesus Christ are a part of the church, that is the universal church. So when you were born physically, you became part of the human race. But you didn't become a part of a local family until somebody made the decision to take you home from the hospital. (laughs) Now, you can be a part of God's family of believers, but you need a local family where you can give and you can be given to and to receive support uh, of the brothers and sisters who are part of that family. Indeed, as Paul, uh, Paul says in, to, to Timothy, the family is the church of the living God, the pillar and the foundation of the truth. So what happens when a building doesn't have uh, support or a foundation? It collapses. And so God is saying that you won't make it as you ought to as a, in the Christian life without a local church family. You'll have no support, no foundation. You will not be all that God wants you to be without a church family. It is that important. And Paul says in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 19, you belong in God's household with every other Christian. Encircle the word belong. Is The point I want to make here is that the Christian life is not just a matter of believing it, is, it also includes belonging, being a part of God's family. Saying I want to be a Christian and not to be a part of any local church, of a local church family, is like saying I want to play football in the National Football League, but I don't want to be a part of any team. Or it's like saying I want to join the United States Army, but I don't want to be in any platoon. Or, I want to play the tuba, but I don't want to be a part of an orchestra. You see, there is a difference between attending a church service and belonging to a church family. God doesn't want church to be something you go to. He wants church to be a family you are a part of. So how will a church family equip equip, um, me for life? You see, God has given... Uh, us for five goals for your life and mine. He has put us on this earth for five reasons. And then he designed the local church to be the instrument that helps us to achieve these five goals. So number one, a church family helps us focus on God. It helps us focus on God. Now, do you ever find it easy to forget that God is with you all the time? Yes, I do. Do you ever find yourself focusing on trivial issues that aren't really important? Of course we do. Do you ever find yourself overlooking the important things in life? 
You see, the Bible says that one of the purposes of the church is to help us to refocus. You see, God knew that we need to refocus uh, our, ourselves, and so he placed it in the Ten Commandments. Every seventh day, you take a day off and you refocus. And this is called worship. Anytime you focus on God, anytime you express your love to God, you are worshiping. And so the first purpose of the church is to help you to worship. As Jesus told his disciples in Matthew 22, 37 and, and 38, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. Now, why is this the greatest commandment? Why does God say above all other things, we should love him first? You see, because this is what we were made for. God made us to love us, and he wants us to love him also. God knows everything about you and me, the good, the bad, the ugly, and he still loves us. He wants us to know him. And the purpose of worship is to help us to know and love God. One of the benefits of worship is that uh, it provides a perspective for us when we are going through difficult circumstances. Because it enables us to focus not on the problems, but on the greatness of God. Sometimes you're just overwhelmed by a problem. You come to church, you sit down, you worship God with a group of other people, and you think God is in control. I can handle this because I'm trusting God. You say, can't I worship by myself? Of course you can. But you need a church family because there is more power in group worship than in just one person uh, trying to worship. Now, have you ever come to church when you didn't feel like it? And then after it was over, you were glad you came? You see, I found that when I don't like uh, focusing on God, that is the time I really need to do so. But the second benefit of a church family is that it helps us to face life's problems. So add an S there. It helps us to face life's problems. Now life is tough. We weren't made to face it on our own. God never meant for us to go through life trying to handle life all by ourselves. And so he has given us a family a fellowship, and made us members of his body, the church. Now, do you ever get discouraged? Of course you do. Now, the antidote to discouragement is to get around some encouraging people. That's called fellowship. They will uh, lift you up. You know, if you are around people who are always down, you will never feel encouraged. But you need to be around people who have experienced the grace of God and they can come together on a Sunday morning and say, the Lord has been good to me this week. And we 
learn from, from that. We are encouraged just by seeing other people, just seeing the smile on their face, just hearing their words of affirmation. In First Thessalonians uh, chapter 5, verses 10 uh, to 11, Paul says, He died for us so that we can live with him forever. So encourage each other and build each other up just as you are already doing. See, the Christian life is not a solo act. There are no lone ranger Christians. We are to give strength to each other. And if we don't get around other Christians on a regular basis, if we are not part of a fellowship, then we grow cold spiritually and the enthusiasm goes out of our life. So we need one another to give um, each other support. Peter says in First Peter chapter 3 and verse, and verse 8, you should be like one big happy family, full of sympathy toward each other, loving one another with tender hearts. I think this is more important uh, today than ever because there is so little sense of community uh, in, our, in our society today. You see, many people don't feel like they belong. They don't even know their neighbor. Most of us don't have our relatives close by. It used to be that three or four generations all lived in the same town, sometimes even the same street. Today, relatives are spread out all over the country and even across the world. The Bible says the church is to be an extended family. And there are many of you who will testify that there were moments when the church became more important to you than your own natural family. They were there for you in those moments of need when your family was not there. We are to be brothers and sisters and aunts and uncles to each other, and we are to care for each other as a family does. Now, in Paul says in Galatians chapter 6 and verse, and verse 2, share each other's troubles and problems, and in this way, obey the law of Christ. Well, what is the law of Christ? That you love one another as I have loved you. Is as a Christian, you ought not only to, you not, you not only belong to God, but the Bible says, you belong to each other. And so Paul tells us in, in Romans chapter 12 and verse 5, In Christ, we who are many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. Some of you growing up in your family did, did things together. You played together, laughed together, cried together, and supported um, each other. As a church we are a family, and we are supposed to do the same thing as well. We ought to have fun times together, uh, not just to uh, mourn with, with, uh, with um, others when they mourn, but we are to rejoice with others when they rejoice. 
And so this is why even yesterday we could come together and watch, uh, watch a movie together and, and, be, um, and feel good. We ate, ate good food and, and, um, and did some other stuff. But this is something that families do. And so as a church family, we do that um, from time to time. You see, we need to spend time with one another doing things which are meaningful to, uh, to each other. Now, the third uh, benefit of a church family is that a church family helps us fortify our faith. Helps us fortify our faith. Now, fortify simply means to strengthen, to reinforce, uh, to develop. You need to have your faith reinforced on a regular basis. Hebrews chapter 6 and and verse um, 1 says, Let us go on and become mature in our understanding as strong Christians ought to be. See, God's will for each of us is that we grow up. God wants us to grow up and become spiritually strong. You can be old physically and immature spiritually. Now, how do we grow spiritually? We learn the contents of the scriptures which enable us to see life from God's perspective. The Bible will enable us to develop convictions, beliefs, and values that change our behavior. And so the question is, what happens when I read the Bible and I don't understand it? Well, that's one of the reasons God gave us the church. God has given us, uh, given to the church pastors uh, to teach and to help us understand the word of God. You see, God's plan is that the church will help us to understand the word of God. And all of us know people who have been Christians for a long time who haven't grown very much. They go to church, but it hasn't made a difference in their lives. Yet we know other Christians who have been Christians for a very short period of time who spend time with other Christians studying the Bible and they are certainly uh, strong in their faith because being with one another, studying the Bible, raising questions make a vast difference in the lives of those who do it. So what makes a difference? It's not because uh, the people who do that are so smart but they spend time with others studying and discussing the word because you can read the word of God a thousand times and there are some things you don't catch. But when you are in the, in the presence of others and, and you are discussing and raising questions, then you begin to recognize that there are lots of things that you never thought about which other people think about. So God does not expect us to know everything by ourselves. This is why he places us within a, a, a community of faith, a church family, so that we can um, learn from each other as, as well as support one another. See, growth, then, is not a solo act. It is not something you do by yourself. You grow in relationship in relationships with other people. A Bible study or a small group is the ideal place to grow spiritually. And so when we get together to study the scriptures, whether it be the men's Bible study on, on Monday nights 
or uh, the Wednesday evening Bible, Bible study or the Tuesday evening Bible study, we, we get together and we, and we share our understanding from our own experience. And uh, we find that uh, we get so much more or so much better understanding of, of um, the scriptures and what God expects of us. But the, the, the fourth benefit of a church family is that it helps us find our ministry. It helps us to find our ministry. The, God, the, or the, the Bible says that God has made us as unique individuals. We are all unique. We are different. I'm not the same as you. And you're not the same as me. There are, there are lots of things that are different about us. You see, God created us uh, or made us to be uniquely shaped, so to speak. He has given us uh, five things to shape us. He has given us spiritual gifts. He has given us a passion for doing certain things. He has given us abilities. He has given us a personality. And he has given us experiences. And God uses these five things to shape us in a unique way. So why has God given us all these things? So that we can make uh, more money? No. So that we can waste uh, uh, time on ourselves? No. God has given us these talents because he wants us to make a difference. He wants us to make a contribution to the world in which we live. God wants each of us to put something into this world, not just take something out of it and then die. Whenever you, you use your talents, your, your abilities to help other people, the Bible calls that ministry. And every one of us need to have a ministry to do something outside of ourselves, to help somebody else. So ministry is anything that you do when you are using your talents or gifts or abilities to help other people. As Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10 uh, in the Living Bible uh, says, It is God himself who has made us what we are and given us new lives from Christ Jesus. And long ages ago, he planned that we should spend these lives in helping others. Amen. That's a, that's a great passage. That we would spend our lives helping others, not just with the focus on ourselves. And that is what ministry is all about. And every Christian um, ought to have a ministry because God has gifted us with abilities, with spiritual gifts, with a personality, with the, with the ability to, to do some things which we would not be able to do without the gifts he has given to us. So a lot of people today have a problem with low self-esteem. They feel insignificant, unneeded, unwanted. So what is the secret of, of uh, good self-esteem? To be what God made you to be and do what God made you to do. And that is called ministry. So if you're not doing something for somebody else, you are missing out on what the purpose for which God has created you and saved you. But the, the fifth benefit is that a church family helps us fulfill our life's mission. 
A church family helps us to fulfill our life's mission. So when you discover what you were placed here to do, then you say, that's it. This is what God made me for. This is why I'm here. All of a sudden, life begins to make sense. You feel very comfortable and honored in the, in the place where you are, where God has put you to, to do the work that he has called you to do. You see, there's meaning, there's significance, and there's satisfaction in life. And the moment you commit your life to Jesus Christ, that life mission is activated. And part of that mission is called the Great Commission. And it means that you are to share with other people the good news that Jesus Christ died in order to save uh, humanity. Look at Acts chapter 20 and verse, and verse 24. In the Living Bible again, which is a paraphrase, life is worth nothing unless I use it for doing the work assigned me by the Lord Jesus, the work of telling others about the good news of God's kindness and love. You see, there's no greater accomplishment in life than to introduce somebody to Jesus Christ. Can you imagine getting to heaven and, and having somebody come up to you and say, I'm here because of you, thank you. What could be more significant than that? Why does God leave us here on earth after he has saved us? Why didn't he just take us to heaven with himself? He leaves us here in order that we may tell other people about his incredible love. We are his agents. The Bible says we are ambassadors of Christ. In Romans chapter 10, 13 and 14, we read, Anyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. But how can they believe in him if they have never heard about him? And how can they hear unless someone tells them. You see, there's no greater joy than introducing someone else to Jesus Christ because eternity is intersecting that person's life. So these are the five benefits of having a church family which go along with the five purposes for which we are created. You see, a church family helps us to focus on God. It helps us to fortify our faith. It helps us to face life's problems. It uh, helps us to find our ministry. And it helps us to fulfill our life's mission. You see, if you're not a part of a local church family, then where are you going to get these benefits? The church offers you something you can't get anywhere else in the world. If you are not a member of a church and you are looking for a perfect church, let me warn you that you're never going to find a perfect church. But if by some miracle you should find a perfect church, then please don't join it because it won't be perfect anymore. Because you are not perfect and I'm not perfect. The difference between an attender and a member of the church is commitment. Commitment. 
An attender is a consumer. A member is a contributor. An attender is just going along for the ride. A member is part of the team. God says he doesn't want you to just go to a church. He wants you to be a part of a family. And I want to challenge someone listening to me today to make the rest of your life the best of your life. Whether you have five or 50 years left, give it to the advancement of Christ's church in the world. It will far outlast anything else that you have done or will ever do. If I knew of a more strategic place to, advance, to invest my life than the local church, I'd be there because I don't want to waste my life. It's a decision I had to make um, some years ago, praise God. I believe in the church, and that's why I've given the past 36 years of my life to serving in this local church called People's Baptist Church. You see, I believe in the local church, for it is the place where God's word is proclaimed. It is the place where the standards of God are declared. It's a place where hope can be restored through God's grace. It's a place where hungry souls can find the living bread. It's a place where weak Christians can be strengthened. It's a place where discouraged hearts can find assurance. It's a place where voices can be united in fervent prayer where the fellowship of love can be felt, where uh, mercy and forgiveness can be experienced, where friendly welcome can be extended, and the place where God's glory can depend upon us, the, or descend upon us. The church is more than a mere religious institution or an organization. It is a fellowship of the redeemed of the Lord. It is the family of believers. It is those who have washed their robes in the blood of the Lamb, sanctified by the Spirit of God, justified by faith, whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life, and who have mansions and, and uh, crowns awaiting them in glory. And so we can say when we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be when we all see Jesus We'll sing and shout the victory. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us here at Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston. We pray that you have been touched and inspired by today's message. People's Baptist Church is a Christ-centered, caring church located at 134 Camden Street at the corner of Camden and Tremont Streets. Our Sunday services are at 8 a.m. and at 1045 a.m. You can reach us at 617-427-0424. Come visit us in person or on the web at www.pbcboston.org. And tune in every Saturday morning at 1030 for another inspiring message of hope and faith. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.